I'm your host, Novell, aka Dewey Groove, aka Man. Get out of here with that. So today we're gonna we're gonna get into a topic. I was talking to a buddy of mine. We were talking about interviews and how nervous he was about that interview, right? So I said, okay, well, you know what? Let me put a, a video together or a podcast together, I should say, and talk about some of the struggles of interviewing and how to overcome them and all of that good stuff. Now, when you're going into an interview, it's about selling yourself. That that's first and foremost. That's the most important thing. If you don't if you don't learn anything else from what I say here today, you learn that when you go into an interview, you are selling yourself. You're also interviewing them to try and figure out if that's a place that's going to be a good fit for you. So, the first thing that you need to do going into an interview is change your mindset. Right. You shouldn't go in there trying to ace the interview. You should go in there to try and be remembered. Let me say that again, fellas. Don't go into an interview trying to ace the interview. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be better than you. There's always going to be somebody who's going to be worse than you. You shouldn't go in there to try and technically dazzle them. Now, if you've got the technical chops or what have you, by all means, say what you got to say, do what you got to do, be who you have to be. But your mindset should change to the point to where the most important thing is that that interviewer remembers you. Because let me tell you, uh, that interview, you could be the first interviewer, but you're probably more like the fifth, sixth or twelfth interviewee. And they have to figure out the interviewers need to figure out, okay, well, who do we want to come back now? Personally, as someone who has interviewed people, a lot of people, hundreds, if not thousands of people. I get interview fatigue and you you get because you get to the point where you're asking the same questions over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And everybody stops becoming a face. They start to become a resume. You just get a stack of people. And if they're getting it from a service or from a, a temp agency or something like that, it's even worse because the temp agency is sending over people that are in the same technical spectrum that you are. So there is very little to differentiate you from the other candidates. So it all comes down to your soft skills. It all comes down to being remembered. So you need to go in there with confidence. And we'll talk about being remembered a little bit later on in this podcast on how you go about doing that. But the most important thing that you should focus on is being remembered. The next thing that we want to focus on is you need to get your engagement up. You need to engage anyone you come in contact with. Talk to the receptionist. Exchange pleasantries with the person who's taking you back to the interview room. You never know who they're going to ask for feedback on you. So get off your phone. Never walk in with your headphones on. This lowers your engagement. Hey, look, they only have one impression of you. One. And if you come in and you bury your face in your in your cell phone or you're sitting there bopping to some music and all that stuff just to kind of keep yourself calm and all that good stuff. Hey, that might be great for you then. But right now, right now, everything that you do 
has the potential to be scrutinized. So you want to put your best foot forward with everybody, which means you want to engage everyone. So now you're back in the interview room, right? And you've either got one person or a panel of people firing questions off at you and everything. The one thing that you don't want to want to do because the invariably the question is going to come up, well, why are you leaving where you are? Never, ever, 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 ever be negative about your previous positions or companies or managers or anything. Always spin it, even if it was negative, always spin it with some type of positivity. Because let me tell you, everybody understands that when somebody is leaving a job for whatever reason, it could be for whatever reason. But a lot of times it's because they're either dissatisfied with their work environment or they're dissatisfied with the money. Either way, it can make you disgruntled either way. So you want to always spin it as, hey, you know what? I loved working there. I would still continue to work there if I could. But for right now, I'm trying to get myself into a more a position with a little bit more responsibility or I'm trying to get make a little bit more coin or what have you so I could feed out my family. Hey, you know, we just had a baby, so I need a little bit more to support my family. So it's important to get those types of that type of positive spin on it. You never want to go in there and say, oh, man, my my last manager was a jerk and, you know, he was awful and the work was terrible. And because they understand that if you feel that way about them sooner or later, you're going to feel that way about the person that's interviewing you on the job that you're going into now. And plus a negative vibe. No one wants to be around that. No one wants to be around a negative Nancy. So. Don't speak negatively about the place where you just came. The next thing that we want to get into is you want to walk in there with confidence. You want to walk in there with the attitude and the swagger, I guess you could say, of, hey, I I have something to offer this company and you would be wise to not only listen to what I have to say, but also hire me and bring me on because I can make things happen here. What you don't want to do is walk in there with the stink of desperation. (laughs) So what does that mean? If you walk in there, even if you haven't been working for two weeks, a month, two months, six months, a year, when that happens and the money starts to really tighten up, people start to get desperate and they start coming in saying phrases like, well, I'll do anything or you know, some people will just plead, hey, please, I need this job. Please, you know, if you can find it in your heart to hire me, blah, 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 I'll do everything I can. That reeks of desperation. And I can tell you from being an interviewer myself, I don't want somebody on my staff desperate. I don't I don't want that. I want somebody who's here because it's a good team. It's great work and they add value. And they understand that me, we might add value to their career, to their relationships, to their time on task. But desperate people don't, no one wants to be around a desperate person. So don't, don't walk in there with that. The next thing that we're going to look into is competency questions. So what are competency questions? These are questions where someone is going to ask you a very specific question And they're looking for either a very specific answer or they're looking for breadth of knowledge of a particular topic to see if 
you understand the basics of what it is that you implement or that you do. And that can come in many forms and it can come from any angle. So you have to be careful about you have to first recognize that it's a competency question and then answer the question competently. The one thing you don't want to do, it's okay to admit that you don't know a thing, but don't ever say, I don't know. Always try and relate things back to what they are asking. I'll give you an example. If someone asks you, so have you ever scripted or have you ever set up a Azure environment for the cloud? Then this is this is all technical and all that stuff because I'm in the technical field. So have you ever set anything up for the cloud or have you ever set up a cloud implementation? So now with something like that, you could say, well, I, I've never set anything up like that, but here's what I have done. And you go into how you've either set up a website or a web server or you've set up maybe a clustered environment in SQL Server or, you know, you, re you relate it to your experiences. And we're going to get into that on the next on the next part. But you you don't want to ever just be idle or dead. Now, you might be able to not answer one competency question, but the more competency questions that you miss, the tougher it's going to be for you to land that position. Now, you get your soft skills up, you, you become memorable. Sometimes that will overcome the competency. Uh, but it's it's usually a balance. It's usually a mix of competency and soft skills. So try not to tell them that you don't know something just right off the bat. Always try and relate it to your experiences. Which brings me to probably the most important thing about this and getting past an interview. This is the single most important thing that you could ever do. And it sounds counterintuitive. But here it is. You need to listen to what the interviewer says. There's always, even if it's a panel interview, there's always going to be a moderator, somebody who's going to be directing traffic. And you want to, they're going to tell you everything that they need for that position. Let me stress that again. They're going to tell you everything they need for that position. All you need to do is be quiet and listen. I think that the, the biggest trap that a lot of people fall into is they get into an interview and they want to just tell the interviewer about everything that they've accomplished and all their awards and all the things that they knocked out or took care of and all that stuff. But what's the most important thing is listen to what the interviewer says that they need for the position and then relate your experiences to that need so it's a little bit different than just going in there and just saying i won award a b c and d and i set this up and i crushed this as opposed to listening to the interviewer saying hey you know we've got a lot of disparate programs here um we've got a lot of programs here that are that were made by a whole lot of different developers and we need somebody to kind of come in here and take charge of not only those applications, but also give us some suggestions on blah, blah, blah. The moment you hear that, you should 
go back into your experiences and then regurgitate back at that interviewer a time when you went in, took charge, and then um, took care of everything and, and consolidated everything into what they needed. I, I cannot stress enough parroting back what they say they need, relating it to your own experiences, and then giving it right back to them. That is going to be one of the things that you're going to do that's going to make you a little bit more memorable, a lot more memorable. So the next thing that you do, and this is kind of pre-interview, is you want to come up with a couple of questions. Because invariably, at the end of the interview, they're going to ask you, so do you have any questions for us? And now one of my favorite questions that I typically ask is, so what can I do day one to be effective, to hit the ground running. And invariably, they're going to always ask you, or excuse me, they're always going to tell you exactly what you need to do. Some are going to say, well, it's going to take some time. You're going to have to learn this, learn that. Some are going to say, hey, if you can come in and bang out a couple of bugs, day one, that would that would really help us. So come in with a couple of questions, and that's going to give you your first starting block, some of the things that you should focus on very early on. So once you've done that, from a research standpoint, you also want to extend that out to finding out the culture of the company. And I mean more specifically towards how they dress and how they, how the people just kind of come in. Is it more relaxed? Is it more business casual? Is it real formal? You want to figure that out because you're going to want to get your clothes together. And I've always operated under the assumption of be one level above where they are dress wise, because you want to distinguish yourself. You want to differentiate yourself from everybody. When you're walking through, you want people to notice you. Now, sometimes they specifically tell you, hey, man, we are really casual here. We're real comfortable here. Just wear some jeans, a T-shirt. You, It would behoove you to wear some jeans and a T-shirt. But outside of that, you find out that that they're business casual, which is chinos or khakis and a button-up shirt, then you want to wear a jacket or maybe even a tie and a vest. If they're really casual, jeans and t-shirts, then you want to maybe wear jeans, dark wash jeans, and maybe a button-up shirt. Right. You always want to be one level above, slightly elevated, but still relatable. You don't want to be if everybody's in in cargo pants and T-shirts, you don't want to walk in there with a three piece suit on. You're going to look stiff. You're going to look like you're out of touch with what's going on there and you're not going to be a culture fit. But if you're one level up, you're still relatable from a culture standpoint. But you're still close enough to where they are and it's going to really help you. The next portion is be prepared for those behavioral questions, right? Where they, it's going to be those, how did you learn from this question? Like I'll give you an example. They'll say something like, well, how did you give me an example of how you dealt with an insubordinate uh, person that was under you? Or how did you, how did you overcome a mistake that you made or what, you know, something like that. And those are your, how did you learn from questions? You want to basically restate the question back to them, tell them how that, that worked, 
how you got through it where you were transparent and then you want to basically tell them what you learned from that. Those are very important questions as well because they're going to tell you a lot of times how you handle stress and stressors and how you report them and also how you include everybody in the decisions and everything that you do. Those are very important questions. And last but not least, be on time, fellas. I mean, I can't tell you, <laughs> in being an interviewer, I can't tell you how many times it's burned me up that we set an interview for 2.30 in the afternoon and they show up at 2.35 or 2.40. I tell you that burns me up because we're already spending a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort carved out of our schedule because we're busy. And just being in that meeting room waiting on you, you should be waiting on us. So you should be there 15 minutes early. 15 minutes early is on time. Anything less than 15 minutes early, you're late because anything can happen. I've been in some places where you get there and you have to check in. You have to sign in. You have to give them your license plate number. You have to give your ID. They have to issue you a badge. You, they have to give you a whole bunch of stuff that takes time. And again, you don't want to show up five, 10 minutes late because you were downstairs in the lobby dealing with security or trying to find a parking spot or trying to get through traffic or get through some accident or something like that. You don't want those things to derail you or keep you from getting that position that you want. So I hope this helps you fellas out there. I know that we all need income coming in. And and I always suggest that instead of trying to get a job, you should start your own business and try and make money that way. But I understand that owning a business isn't for everybody. And, and it might be for you, but you might not have enough experience to start a business. That's okay. So these will always be relevant trying to, you know, learning how to get an interview. And I tell you what, one of the most important things that I do is I consistently interview, even when I'm happy where I am or I know I'm not going or, you know, when I was working in that type of that type of role, I would constantly interview. And it was because I, I a lot of people are afraid of the interview because they think of the interviewer as being some some mythical gatekeeper that. You know, just then they get nervous, they get keyed up because this person can help them feed their family. Look, they're they're people just like you are. And if you go in there comfortable, if you go in there relaxed, you will thrive. You will thrive. And it's about letting them know that you're comfortable in your own skin. You're okay with somebody else not or somebody else knowing something that you don't know. And just be easy out there, fellas. Be easy out there. So that's this is going to conclude this podcast. I hope this helped out some some fellas out there. I hope this helped you out. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.